The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. Thursday, and a couple of things going on. Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you have? Because I, I honestly cannot wait until – I know, look, last night we watched the Sixers, and a lot of people are frustrated that it took that long to beat the Nets as somebody who took them multiple times in game. Is that line. the first time they've beaten the Nets in a while? It seems like it. It's, it seemed like it was the first time they won a game in a while. Well, yeah, that does feel right. like that. Isn't that amazing how, how these teams – Drags. Mean, they, they, but they play multiple times a week, right? And you're, you're like, thinking exactly like you, what you said. Like, man, it feels like forever since they won a game. Yeah. You know, but they play three, four times a week. And well, like, they lost two straight, well, to right, be fair. Right. But, yes. but two straight in the NBA it does feel like a lifetime. feel like that you're long, right. but it does. You're right. I think it's because they're also on the road when they're losing these games, and they're not in front of us physically and also a lot with the – Jadavion Clowney fallout, the NFL stuff, the national championship. The baseball suspension and all this uh, cheating scandal. Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone is back. Not yeah, Rick I, Cerrone, it's Cowboy Cerrone. I was calling him Cerrone the whole time. Oh, like he was uh, Rick Cerrone, the old catcher, Correct. right? Wasn't he a Yankee, Yankee. for yes, he was. most of his career? And he was a sign stealer like the rest of them. So who is this Cowboy Cerrone guy? I mean, I see him up here. Uh, the, is that the guy in the black hat, or yeah. is that? Well, is he's that, not Conor McGregor. <laughs> is that Conor McGregor in both screens, and he's just trying to act like Cowboy? Cerrone. Oh, you think they was doing some sort of no. like sort of Remember when he sort of trolling him? Sort of trolling him. Exactly. Remember a couple of movies like that. Van Damme played two people in the same movie. Jet Li played two people in the same movie. I refuse to see that Will Smith movie, which is just a regurgitation of the previous two mentioned. Is, uh, is there another famous one where – I'm sure there is, Josh, right? There's another famous movie, Harry, where you saw the actor – not even multiplicity. That doesn't count with Michael Keaton because he played a million of him. But I'm saying as far as playing the two ro- – oh, uh, Tom Hardy, I believe, is in a movie like that where he plays two brothers. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Or is that a series? Was that a- No, it's a movie. Okay. He's in um, Peaky Blinders, but as far as a movie is concerned. So where they play two characters? Yes. In the same movie, the same guy? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I don't even know how we got to that. Yeah, I don't know either. Basically, well, what I'm saying is there, there are a couple of things, and here's the thing. I can't wait for the NFL. Like, I cannot wait to get back on Sunday, and it's, it sucks because now we have to wait an additional day. They spoiled us. I don't know. I mean, look. I'm frustrated like everybody is that the Sixers didn't pound the Nets last night. I don't know. If, hey, they won. Yeah, they they you know, won, and they needed a win first and foremost. Tobias Harris and Furkan Korkmaz. Cover the spread. How about that? Exactly. That's a late cover right there. People should be happy two times over. Not only did they win, they eventually pull away. They cover the spread. And but, a big fourth quarter for a change, huh? Yeah, and it was yeah. nice to see that. And, and the and Flyers kind of, with a win. I didn't know they played last you did? night. Oh, dude, they no. played the Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champions on the road, and Jake showed up in OT oh, with an unbelievable stick handle leading to the game-winning goal. Now It was a beautiful hockey play. What meant more in the general sport landscape last night? Was it Markel Fultz triple-double, or well, was it the Flyers knocking off the defending champ? Both happening, mind you, in the middle of January. Well, so right, but, into- but Markel Fultz's triple-double took over Twitter. I mean, Twitter exploded. 
Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, I was I, watching I the Temple game, Temple-Wichita State, which was a late start. Right. So that game, you know, was in the second half after all these other games were basically over. And I'm looking through Twitter, and I'm like, this reaction to Markel Fultz, you know, with 33 minutes, 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists, and only one turnover in a win against the Lakers. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing that we're at that point. So I'm wondering if, you know, today, does Sixers fans have uh, Fultz regret? Uh, Here's the thing. Markel Fultz shouldn't even be on anybody's radar right now today. (laughs) The fact that he had a triple-double against 30 and pushed 37-year-old LeBron James out of the way and they won a game in January, it's, it's a good story in the NBA. But the Sixers, like, if you are focusing on Markel Fultz today with the Philadelphia 76ers, I think you are purposely causing a distraction from what's really happening. Well, you're trying to be more frustrated, I think. Yeah, well, you're adding to that, but think about it. Like, why would you add, first off, to your frustrations to your point? And second, another thing that I don't understand is it's inconsequential to the most crux of all issues here, which is Ben and Joel coexisting. Mm -hmm. They had that problem when Jimmy Butler was here. They had that problem when Robert Covington was here. It didn't matter, right? Right. So that and also the immediate future of Brett Brown. Anything else... Whether or not you're talking about Jimmy Butler, talking about Markel Fultz, talking about Nerlens Noel as Nerlens. a, a, a new do that, right? Anything that you see there. It's one of my favorites, by it the is. way. It is. <laughs> that, that and Zaire. Zaire. Zaire, who's another stiff. Well, we haven't heard much of Brett Brown saying Zaire, <laughs> no, right? No, That's been the problem, <laughs> yeah, I think. The exactly. ultimate issue is Zaire. Zaire. All right, so I, I think that's kind of... Where I like, look again. It's if you want to talk about it, the Rockets beat, a uh, part of me, the Blazers beat the Rockets last night. Mm-hmm. All right, and there was a lot of trash talk from Russell Westbrook, and then it came right back into his face and exploded. So uh, that's kind of like where I would put the Markel Fultz thing. Hey, cool story. The kid got a triple double. Magic. They yeah. beat the Lakers in Huge LA. Huge win for them. Right, but to circle it back. Right now to the Sixers and Sixers fans in the middle of the Sixers season being an immediate disappointment, I think is a, is creating an unnecessary distraction. Well, right, but that's what we do. Well, I don't know, think it's what you base. and I do. No, not you and me, but we as like Sixers fans or Philadelphia sports fans, it just adds to our angst. Is that it? You know, because then you start thinking about you conjuring up images of Collar's Colangelo, you know, because when I think of Fultz, I think of Colangelo, well, don't you? Yeah, and then you go to Barbara Botini. Yeah, and, and again, like, and it's stuff I'd rather you, not You had think people about. give him a standing ovation here in this fan base. You had people write columns and tweet and get on TV and the radio and say, you know, be patient. And what are you doing now? In the middle of January, when this wasn't even a conversation for months, now we take an isolated game and what attack the minority of a fan base we attack a small per- we attack phone callers no, who I'm not called attacking it- anybody i'm just I'm saying sorry. like you know twitter exploded and you know well, twitter sure. has nothing better to do you now you're using twitter of well, all people yeah i know i i took a look at it last that's, night you, that's not that's my problem that is as hypocritical as it gets i i, I was a little bit you know i had some downtime Unbelievable. You know? well, well, what happened with the Temple game? Temple okay. actually had a big second half and and beat a ranked team. Yeah, now that was something that 16th you should. 16th ranked uh, Wichita. I mean, it stopped their losing streak. And they I'm were pretty disappointed, awful. though, that you didn't give us 
that ahead of time. That was a money line play, an outright play that you dropped the ball on. You've got well, a, in hindsight, it is. Well, I, didn't, I didn't think they'd win. You that didn't game. think they would come out and win that basketball? No, game? I didn't. I didn't. I did not. Have you watched them play the last couple of weeks? Well, think about it. You had a couple of big upset wins over the last couple of nights, and I thought that would be one of them that you would aptly predict. Well, there's a couple ranked teams went down again last night. That's what I'm in saying. Two straight 10. nights Kentucky, we've seen this. right? Kentucky lost to South Carolina. Yep. Right? Uh, Butler lost. And now Seton, Seton Hall is good. You know, right. I think they're ranked 18th. Boy, I they got beat bit. Butler. I got bit in the ass on that. Butler at one point. And again, I was watching, but I was watching it with mute on because I was doing the show. And this is what shame on me because I wasn't looking at the foul situation. I was just looking at the run that Butler made, mm-hmm. or part of me, Seton Hall made, and I was okay. They're at Butler at some point. Butler's going to make. Butler dropped to minus a half point, in which I was like all day pound them right, mm. and then only until Seton Hall made that late run to take the lead. Of course, the thing switched, but at that point it was off the board. But I didn't realize I was watching on mute. I didn't realize the foul situation that you would count as an upset, though. Oh yeah, and uh, Auburn got beat by yep. Alabama last night. And right, I think Alabama was pretty much in control of that game. Oh, they wired a wire. Yeah, they crushed them. Yeah, yeah, and that was a huge loss for Bruce Pearl squad. But yeah, we've seen this two straight nights. All right, look, I, I, I think the issue would be with the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers internally. What happened with the Nets last night? The fact that you saw again three quarters of basketball that needed to be bailed out by Tobias Harris and them on the defensive end as well. Issues didn't really go away. I mean, that should have been a team that they should have put away. Based off of losing two straight, no Joel Embiid, I understand that, but there's no reason why what they got in the fourth quarter shouldn't have been a consistent effort throughout. How about Kyrie last night? 37 minutes, and he was a minus 29. And he only got to the free throw line for two free throws. He doesn't seem right. No, he doesn't seem engaged. Well, I don't think he's healthy, too. Well, okay. That's what I meant by that. But he just doesn't seem engaged. No, I I will give you that. I will give you that. And would you, if you knew, of course, that – it's only a matter of time before Durant comes back and this team looks a little different. Does he come sudden. back this season? No, next no, year. Next right. year. That's I mean, they're going to struggle to be 500 and be the 7 or 8 seed at best, depending on what happens with Orlando. But that's all I'm saying is the Sixers, I don't think, if you came into last night expecting some sort of drastic response to the idiots writing columns calling for Brett Brown to be fired, to the discussions. What, like you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like other people out there pushing this whole thing. What about, has been the feedback to the column outside um, of Kurt Heelan and his di- disappointment? I think for the most part, outside of I got a nice little, I would say maybe I've muted so many people that are just trolling me that it seemed like it was pretty positive. But again, there are so many people out there that want Brett Brown fired now, and I had to explain, no, 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 this is not about firing him now. It's, it's about the end the of the season. year. Right, yeah. and at the very least, even if they lose 15 in a row, he's deserved to finish He's deserving of finish the rest of the season. My point of it, though, is as far as the team itself, if you came into it last night before the game even started, right, and forget what happened with Russell Westbrook, Markel Fultz, anything else outside the NBA, Harry, and you were just concerned about this team losing two straight, Brett Brown, the message, all that. I don't know if last night did anything to move you. It, it, like last night kind of kept me where I was mainly because I wanted a margin of victory type win. Mm. I didn't want a... You didn't want to sweat into the fourth quarter. No, not against a team that I think you're marginally better than right now, even without Joel Embiid. Even without Embiid? You think they're marginally, like... I don't think the the Nets are a good team. Significantly better or marginally better? The Nets, I think they are, well, 
marginally is enough. No, I don't think significantly better. The Nets gave them a pretty good series in the playoffs last year. They did, but I think that that was also based on a nice little run that they had, and it was not predicated on talent. And look, the Sixers underachieved in the playoffs. Mm. And if you look back at what happened in the second round, despite them taking the champs to the seventh game, the quadruple doink, in the first round, it took, remember, Ben Simmons was booed. Mm-hmm. Remember, it took a little bit to get going. I don't right. think the Nets saw the Sixers at their best the entire series. The Raptors didn't get the Sixers even at their best the entire series, mainly because Embiid was sick. Embiid was sick, yeah. Jeez. It's always something. Well, it's always something. that's what I'm saying. Like that, that would be my <laughs> big Sixers takeaway today is not did they miss out on Markel Fultz or anything along these lines, even though I see that there's breaking news right now. This can't be true, right? What do you mean? There's an arrest warrant issued for Odell Beckham Beckham Jr. Now, I'm going to say this has nothing to do with the LSU handing out money. Handing out the cash. Right? No, I would think this would probably have something else that maybe happened in New Orleans. You sure? When he was out partying. It has nothing to do... Oh, okay, okay. Arrest warrant issued for OBJ following alleged contact with security guard at the Superdome. Well, there you go. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh, So is this another... uh, Michael Bennett Bennett alleged situation? situation? Right. Allegations stem from an incident that took place inside the locker room at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Well, he was in the locker room afterwards. He was. TMZ and other outlets have circulated the video on social media. TMZ described it as Beckham, quote, smacking the officers behind. Now... Now, was the officer female or male? It says backside of a security guard. Beckham is already in hot water. Let's see. I would need to actually see the video, right, in order to determine if this. Well, I, up, I saw a video of him, or of Coach O, uh, talking to the team after the game in the locker room, and OBJ, like, stepped on him. Yes. Like, he's over there on the, you know, off to the left, and he just starts yelling to the team while – Coach O is still talking. It looks like, like it's... He had to have his moment. It's about him. Correct. It does look... Well, it's hard to tell. What do you... Do you have, you have video? Yeah, I do have video. I'm watching this. It, that's, that does look like a male, right? That looks like a guy. A security guy. Okay, but again... Right, so he's bent over and... Oh, there he just whacked him right on his rear end. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. Now, what's the point of now, that? That guy, I, I mean... This this security guard, he's like five foot three, <laughs> right? Right? Yes, he is. He's in full uniform. He almost looks like he's uh, he's in uh, in SWAT, like he's on the SWAT team. Now, what is he? The security guard is accosting uh, one of the players. Correct about something going on here. Like you have something, you have something. Smoking oh, he's cigars. Smoking cigars. So is that illegal? That's frowned yes. upon. Remember, Joe Burrow nearly got arrested for smoking his cigar. You're not you can to base smoke it indoors. In a, Correct. You, you can't can smoke basically it. walk down Broad Street nude with everything hanging out, and it's fine. But you can't smoke a well, cigar. Bourbon Street. Or Bro- Bourbon Street. Right. I'm sorry. I said Broad you, Street. You can do it Broad, Broad Street, too. There are places in Broad Street. Yeah. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, it happens every time in the Mummers Parade. Okay, yeah. but you So you can't smoke a cigar in the Superdome locker room? Well, that, that's enough to get you arrested, Harry. That's ridiculous. It's pretty bad, right? It's pretty bad. So now... 
he is actually facing charges. Look, this is 10 times. The whole thing about the cash was just a driven storyline. About 40 people cared. So people on the morning TV show said, all right, you take this side. I'll take this side. Next thing you know, it became an issue. It wasn't an issue. Nobody was going to get in trouble for that. As far as the kids were concerned, nobody was going to get in trouble there either. It was just well, the kids are coming back to school. They they stand a chance. They stand a chance, but stand a chance to get in trouble. The likelihood of that happening, though, especially when you start to look at people talking about it from a legal standpoint, I mean, it would take a lot for them to push that. And OBJ was making it about him, correct? Okay, but here's the thing, though, that wasn't even a story. It was just something created. This is a story. This is an actual storyline. All right, six zero nine four zero three zero nine seven three. You can't. Do that. See, OBJ can't have Antonio Brown get all the uh, attention on social media. You think that's what it is? Uh, you know what I mean? Because you know, I'm sure the cops are due to come to Hollywood, Florida, to his home again, probably later this week. You know, for another round, right? <laughs> where he's going to go out there and film it and put it up on social media, right? Yelling at the cops and calling them all kinds of things, right? You know, so OBJ needs to get a little run here. Okay, I see what you're saying. He needs to keep up. Yeah. Let's get Tom and Summer's point on the line. We'll get to the text board, 609-403-0973. Again, live on Twitch, Mays and Aton. The tweets are coming in as well, at Harry Mays to you and at Shander Show. What's up, Tom? The first time it happens, okay. Second time, you put him on a bench Tom. and you don't play him. And, and that's what happened to him. And, and it's a shame. And that's What's what that? happened to a lot of these star players. Hold but, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got you to start over. We missed the first Tom, part Tom, of what you Tom. said. Start over. OBJ, one big jackass. Did you catch that? Oh, okay. Yes. Now, now we got now it. we got it. We didn't get it the first okay. time. Here's okay. Pay attention, fellas. It's hey, Tom, Thursday. you weren't listen. up. We couldn't hear yeah, you. Yeah, we couldn't hear you. Right. It wasn't your fault. The the mic. Well, okay, okay. Listen, I heard Tom. You're up next. Okay, so all right. So here's the thing. Now I don't, I don't want to spend fellow six, but Beckham Jr. You know who ruined him coughing when he's in that game against the Panthers and he's fighting with the Josh Norman. Defensive back, it happens once. Guess what? The second time, Coffin should have threw his little butt on the bench and said, you're not going back in the game. We can't have this. And that was the beginning of the end of Odell Beckham. Sorry. Anyway, let's talk Sixers. Okay. Would you mm-hmm. say the Sixers play discipline? Would, would you say they play discipline? Uh, defensively, I think you see them play di- way more discipline than not. Yeah. With Joel Embiid in there. Like, what's that? Well, what's that offense they're running? Listen. Well, it's B1 been the same the offense they've been running for years. <laughs> well, guess what? It ain't working. Because how come in the fourth quarter, Aton, and B's not under the ba- under the basket taking a game over? He's out there shooting threes. I mean, listen, same story. The coach, he, they need a coach because this is a young team. Opposite of the Phillies. The Phillies had the coach, Kaplan. He, he wasn't the right coach for that team. They had enough veteran players. Well, the Sixers are just the opposite. This team needs an authority figure that, that listen, uh, get under the, lay the game, a beat under the basket, take it over. And Ben Simmons, his act ain't never going to change. And we paid him how much money? It's, it's, it's ludicrous. These players are just, just it's like street ball, and it ain't working. I'm sorry. And it ain't never going to work with the coach there, my opinion. All right, well, we appreciate well, your you, opinion, Tom. Aton agrees with you. Well, I, I don't agree. No, no, hold on a second. I, I, you just took the end to his point, and mm-hmm. because we share the same end, the end. reduced yeah. well, it down it, to the same means. Isn't as that well. all that it's no, about? No, 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 it's no. about the end? No, 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 no. I think that you are completely erasing a ton of nuance in how to get there. In fact, I, I don't think that by firing Brett Brown, 
you slam the door on a failed error and say, all right, now it's time to move on from a coach who couldn't get it right here. I think that's part of the process and part of the term of moving forward in the team, Elton Brand and everybody else, finally coming to grips. If it's Stan Van Gundy or John Beeline or anybody else coming to grips with... John Beeline. <laughs> I, I know. I, it's, I said that for comedic purposes. Okay. But whoever it is struggling with the same thing, and if it is somebody who does not have that personal relationship with Ben Simmons, finds themselves calling him out in the media. I mean, think about that. That's where I'm looking at down the line, which is two years from now, Stan Van Gundy is, I mean, this might, this is now coming into my brain right here. Two years from now, we're dealing with Stan Van Gundy calling out Ben Simmons in the media. For what? For not shooting? Exactly. For not executing a play at the end of the game that called for him to get a wide open shot in the corner. Oh, so he just drew up a play. And it was designed to get Ben a shot, and they didn't run the play. Or Simmons, or Simmons improvised it, out. Yeah, Simmons improvised, and you know the, the shot goes in and out, so it's a good look. Corkmaz it rims in, it rims out. Mm-hmm. Sixers lose. Stan Van Gundy doesn't give a crap. I know I've met the guy right, work, right. but I might know he doesn't give a crap. So he'll come out, he'll call out Simmons. Simmons is like, "What? I, I this is my team. I'm the superstar here. This is the NBA. I, my agent, my yeah. shoe company. We run this thing. You don't." And next thing you know, you have this big blow up that needs to be smoothed over. And it's not going to be smoothed over by Elton Brand sitting both of them down in the same room and saying, "All right, let's get it all out." It's going to take moving on. It's going to take all these so drastic another issues. Coach. Or, so yes, that- yes. And that's my point. It's either another coach or it's going to be moving on from one of the two players. And I don't know if that's realistic, but it's not. That's what I'm saying, Tom. It's not, hey, Brett Brown can't do it. It's this situation is such a catch-22 ball of knots that's impossible to move. I don't know what you do outside of what the NBA dictates you do, which is you burn through coaches. Well, here's my question regarding Stan Van Gundy. Would he still be available to do Wednesdays on the Lebitard show? As the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think so. No? No, because when he took over for Detroit, the responses from texts and emails were nil, flatlined. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So I think once he went into full coach mode, you know, so he's no longer the entertainer. Now listen, I'm not Dan Levitard, so I can't speak for Dan. Right. Dan has a lot more pull in Because that's actually a pretty good feature. I used to enjoy that when I'd be able to watch and listen. I I admittedly haven't heard it, but Stand I can only imagine. I think it was Listen, Wednesdays. I can only him. imagine. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, yeah, he's great. Now, look, you can disagree with his stance on the tank. I do. You can disagree with his criticisms of the Philadelphia front office for tanking. I do. You can disagree with his coaching philosophies at times on the floor. I do. But I'm just telling you personally, and you say it as far as the segment with Dan Levitard, we would have him he's on every week. He's an interesting guy. Man, Five minutes into the conversation, we'd be talking about trademarking something in China. We'd mm-hmm. be talking about a new piece of technology now, coming out this? of Florida when I was on NBC Sports Oh, Radio. okay. He was a weekly guest with us. And it was a mate. You would just say, hey, Stan, you know, I don't know if you saw this thing. Oh, yeah, you know, remind He's got something on everything, yep. right? He's yep. one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I remember we had this huge thing for Dial Global, if that thing is still around. I don't know if Dial Global still is. I don't know. They were behind NBC Sports Radio, and there was this big introductory thing. They had all these superstars. Amani was there. Rodney, everybody was there shaking hands and stuff. Stan was there. 
And we, I was just sitting in the corner with Schwartzman, right? Jeez. Oh, and Van Gundy comes over. And poor Stan, he had no idea what he was getting himself hey, into. Stan. Exactly. Poor Stan comes over there thinking he could blend in mm-hmm. and not have to talk to anybody. Schwartzman's going to bend exactly. his ear for an hour. Bangs yeah. my elbow and yep. says, I'm hanging here with you guys. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's, so Stan. So Stan. I have a question. <laughs> and that, oh, slack off. <laughs> that becomes another question. And another, and another. Uh, so slapping a backside is called simple battery. Yeah. Wow. I well, think about it. If it, was a fe- if it was a female police officer, he'd be in a ton of trouble. Right. So if this person feels violated or feels belittled, then as much as I would say, eh, you know, big deal, there are battles that I'm willing to fight. This ain't one of them. Now, maybe maybe the cop goes and gets a signed jersey, come with, you know, some signed cleats, <laughs> a helmet, so. and all that kind of stuff. You know, they do that deal, and then he just drops the charge. Eh, could be. What do you think? Uh, well, you know what? We'll see. Maybe Jeff McClain has some thoughts on this. Poor Jeff. One o'clock. Back after this. You're listening to The Maze and Aton Show, presented by Dry Guys of South Jersey. Go to dryguysonair.com and get the help you need with your wet basement. Dryguysonair.com. South Jersey. Jeff McClain's going to join us at 1 o'clock. We also have a busy weekend, really, if you look at the McGregor-Cerrone fight, the Sixers. I know you're all jacked up about the Flyers. Well, I'm going to watch some of the game tonight. I mean, last night I was flipping around a lot. There was a lot on last night. I mean, you had Sixers and Flyers, you know, and then I had, you know, college basketball and so forth. It was a good night for sports. Tonight, I think it's pretty much uh, Flyers only. What's the NBA game tonight on TNT? Uh, it's not not a bad one by any means. I don't know why you would just downplay everything here in, in the NBA tonight. Well, what is it? Well, I'll tell you, as far as the TNT game is yeah. concerned, at 8 o'clock, you've got Boston in Milwaukee. Now, oh, really? Yeah, I believe Jason Tatum sat out yesterday, right? Oh, okay. Well, that, that's a good game then. Correct. Yeah, I'll watch some of that. So, Milwaukee's a 9.5-point home favorite. Wow. Boston's not great on the road, but still, 9.5 points to cover against the Celtics? Yeah, that's, Again, that's pretty I, steep, but I'll watch some of that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch some of the Flyers tonight. Are you going to listen to the Flyers? They're on right here. Where's no, their high school football first? Uh, I don't know. Okay. High school basketball. Basketball, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, Just no, Flyers I, I don't tonight, know. guys. Next Thursday night, we got a screwball show. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I think it's the final one. <laughs> well, the season is pretty much well, yeah. come to its end. <laughs> 10.30, Denver at Golden State. Yeah, I won't be. No, I'm not staying up for that. What you could watch, though, at 10.30 is Orlando and the Clippers. Now we'll see if, in fact, that magic, no pun intended, can be sprinkled on two nights in a row. Let's see what well, happens against the Clippers. Tonight. Is that on TNT? No, that's the TNT game is the Denver Golden State. Well, then how would I watch the other one? Well, you could watch it a bunch of ways. I'm sure that it's on, first off, you can do it illegally on a stream. No, I don't do that. No. Well, you could also watch it on some sort of one of these expansive channels, right? So it's mm-hmm. not doesn't even have to be the NBA, but it could be like, Fox Sports West or whatever the hell it might yeah. be that carries the Clippers. I'm sure you have – if you have the sports package, don't you have the sports package I on have cable? some sort of sports yeah. package. I'm sure you have an expansive one where it's not Fox Sports locally here. It's like every individual regional one. And I'm sure at that point you'll find that game on at late night. That's, it's either you dub playing basketball. It'll be so. too much work. You think so? Yeah, I'll be in bed by then. That's a shame that they can't flex that game, isn't it? I'd, I'd rather see, based on you know Fultz's night last night, 
You know, let's let's show the late game. Let's show Clippers and Magic. There are some bad. There's five games tonight. They're bad ones. Yeah. And the only one that has any redeeming quality would be the eight o'clock one. But there you have it. Now you also have another story here that we need to get to the bottom of, and we might have to bring Josh in on this because it connects two worlds. Maybe the only two worlds that exist with Josh. Ooh. Well, well, that, well, let's the define third. Those. The third one is radio, but I don't think well, that's yeah. my choice. No, no, no that's <laughs> obligatory. That's just, right. just obligatory. Right. Okay. Um, so, what would they be? What would be the two worlds? And, and you just Marvel, think, comic book, exp- movies. Just yes, movies. Yeah. Expand out. It's it's an easy one. Right? Okay. Movies, movies and and what's uh, the other thing? Going known? to the gym, weightlifting, exercise, steroids. Well, not that far, right? But in this case, I saw this story. According to a study conducted by the University College London, if you prefer sitting in a movie theater as opposed to, let's say, a bicycle seat, you're in luck, according to this new study, claiming that seeing a movie is just as good for your heart as going to the gym is. Now, what they did, they hooked up biometric sensors to 50 people watching the live-action version of Aladdin. The sensors indicated their heart rates climbed between 40 and 80% for about 45 minutes of the movie, which is what happens when someone takes part in, quote, light exercise. Mm -hmm. Taking a walk or gardening also qualify as light exercise. All right. Well, what about watching porn? That probably puts your heart rate up. That's probably right? the equivalent of running a half marathon. Exactly. Yeah, you could you can break a sweat watching sure. porn. I don't know if you could break a sweat sitting in the Now, what happens? They use the live action version of Aladdin. If I'm in the theater, my heart rate is jumping because I'm so upset I'm watching that crap. Right. Not because I'm reacting to any storyline. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of the straitjacket that whoever, you know, somebody put me in and sat me in the seat to watch that movie. Well, yeah, you signed up for this study, right. remember? Yes. Now, that can't be true, right? No. There's nothing that about That sounds it. like fake news. That's <laughs> clickbait. And think about it. That doesn't mean that, like, just increasing your heart rate doesn't get you in shape. No. But movement and activity, things like that, that would be associated with light exercise. That uh, Right. This, I'm, I'm calling fake news on this Me story. too. Just, just we like, should be just doing like this story. once a day. Me too, because, like, I mean, sitting around doing amphetamines and sitting down gets your heart rate up, but That's it's right. not good for you. So I, technically, I have two serious problems with this story. The first problem is why are we using Aladdin as the barometer? Well, that's for what this I, study? I meant. Right. Yeah, so that's we part already of the we issue. already know that the, the placebo baseline for this study is completely and utterly flawed. It's just an excuse for some imbecile to go watch a movie for free. So let's start with that. Number two, your heart rate has nothing to do with exercise. And exercise right. is right. about the working of the muscles and the joints and the body as a whole. Right. Anything could elevate your heart rate. Like you guys said, you could do drugs. You can go to the doctor. There's a lot right. of things that elevate your heart rate. you could be rate. sedentary, sitting in a chair all afternoon, but your heart rate is up. Right, because you're maybe you've anxious got, about something. Right, you got stuff in your system. Yeah, so yeah. The, the idea that your heart rate is equivalent to exercise is utterly and completely flawed, stupid, and uneducated, mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah, makes sense. It's misleading. Totally. Absolutely. Now, this this was an excuse that? for somebody to go watch a free movie. That's what this whole study was. This, this came on my uh, topic, my post. Oh, your topic yeah, tree? The, the one that I made with my uh, ridiculous column. That's what I'm saying. This specifically caters stuff for what's around in our market, what could be mm-hmm. trending, what could be going viral, and you get those. That's where I found the story yesterday about... 
the guy who alleged to have been locked inside the now no longer 24-hour fitness. Listen, I, I would ra- I'm going to watch news. Bad Boys for Life where I watch Aladdin, okay? Well, th- that's the other thing. Is we didn't get to this yesterday, uh, but the story that I had about a certain aroma, mm. and I wanted to see if, if this interests you. Apparently, you know, you've heard of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yes. She's a little kooky. Would you agree? Yeah. All right. Agreed. Apparently, there's a candle. You can now buy a candle that smells like Gwyneth's vagina. Does that interest you? I don't know what that would smell like because there's such a wide range of smell that could be coming out of that. Could be really bad. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I I I mean, we need to get Brad Pitt to verify this. That's why you have specific flavors or colors associated with vanilla, a vanilla candle or something, right? So go vanilla vagina. Go. Whatever, you know, lavender, vagina, go something like that to where you're not just saying it because it's an open ended thing. And look, it would be the same as if Tom Cruise came out and said, I have a candle that smells like my scrotum. Mm-hmm. You yeah, would yeah, want yeah. something specific like okay, my musk. Like not Elon Musk. No, no. Right? <laughs> right. Like, Unless he came out with it as well, and that would be confusing. Musk is Musk. M- Musk's Musk. Oh man! Now, now you Elon's Musk. Elon's Musk. No, that's better. I that like that, that actually sounds good. Uh, somebody needs I wouldn't to get want that it, but Elon's Musk. Elon's is a good, Musk yeah. is a great candle. Now that would be one of those big three wick, tri wick candles, right? Is that what they call them? Tri wick? No, that's just what I. I mean, you see not that? Not John Wick. No, not J- well. John Wick three. That's true. Yeah, see? there is. See a what I did one. there? I, I see that. I see John that. Wick four next year. Oh yeah. Oh really? They're just going to ride this thing until it dies, huh? How They're going to ride Wicks? this thing until Keanu dies. Think about this. All right, let's, let's put the over-under right now. What's the over-under on Wick movies made? You're going to have four that's already coming out next year. I'll set it at six and a half. Mm-hmm. Under. You think it dies with four? Yeah. I think it dies with five. I think they get the five, five. and they, re- they realize it's going to be such a bust once they get the five. Five. Because three is a good number, but then they have the ridiculous cliffhanger at the end of three. They have to do four now. They've already announced they're going to, they're, they're writing it in, in pre-production. So you're like, oh, all right, well, it's kind of like any type of movie, no matter how much you love a movie or a series of movies or stories, at some point the story's got to end, man. Look, you're preaching to the choir. The fact that they squeeze four out of this already is amazing to me. Well, what's the one... Uh the Fast Car uh, series. Fast, oh, and Fast, and Fast and Furious. How many of those are? Well, they're uh, getting spinoffs now. Well, they got spinoffs, the but they're coming up on nine. They had to do the spinoff to fill the date that was reserved because of the fact that half the actors can't get along with each other and they're all the contract Well, and the one guy contracts. died, right? Didn't he yeah. die during one of the, pr- the production of one of the Well, he, no, he he died after, after after the movie was filmed. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, he, he died in a, a personal situation, not a... Right, it wasn't related to the movie, but then they released that that series or that particular movie after right, he, he had passed. he shot yeah, half of his scenes right. already, yeah. But I, yeah. I still think, um, what is it? God, it's, it's the name of a movie that was similar to that Gregory Hines, Billy Crystal movie, Running Scared. Is that the name of it? Paul Walker? Man, that's that was his best film for me. I this, think, yeah, Running Scared is the name of the movie. This Gwyneth Paltrow is really into vagina. Well, that's that's how this whole thing started. Yeah. Right? And then it went to Musk's Musk and right. Elon's Musk. I just want to know, guys, is there a market for this? Uh, I, I, Yes. 
Probably somebody. Here's the thing. So there's there's a there's a candle market. People who want to smell other people. Other people's yes, uh, private parts. Vagina. Yeah. Is that really where we're at? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, and here's he's the got thing. the bone. The yeah. Talk. Here's yeah. the thing though. Two types of people immediately buy this. One, a creep. Yeah, perverts, creeps. Absolutely. Right. And you know, the same person who's waiting for the next porn star to release their half-molded ass so that they can do whatever the hell they want. Reviolated in all <laughs> exactly, kinds of different right. ways is, in is, different states. Exactly. Yes, Has yes. ordered 60 of these on Amazon. Right. <laughs> and then there's also the host of the party, and it could be a man or a woman, this is not gender-specific, who wants to show off and say, mm. ha, look, yes. I, I have the new Gwen, either yeah, as a right. joke or as something super pretentious, yeah. and that's going to land a right. bunch of orders as well. Right. Come into my, come into my lair. Notice the nice aroma. That's right. Can you guess that aroma? That's right. Jeez. A fourth floor stall with a very good observation here on Twitter. Harry. On the Gwyneth Paltrow situation? No, on the Neil Armstrong and heart rate situation. Oh. But I am curious to see how many people would actually buy this. I don't even know what it costs. Like, I don't want to buy it just to smell it. Can't you go into right. a Yankee candle store and open up the top of the lid and smell it anyway? Well, Gwyneth has, has made a candle called This Smells Like My Vagina because, well, of course she has. It is priced at a comparatively bargain. Looks like 58 pounds. What, what, would, what would that convert to? 58 pounds. I think, like, it's less dollars, right? Is it? No, it's higher. It's I, higher. I thought it's higher, like it about hundred dollars. So forty-eight pounds, probably. I'm going to guess seventy dollars. Fifty-eight, fifty-eight, fifty-eight pounds, seventy-five dollars, yeah. eighty dollars, something wow. like that. Wow, seventy-five, eighty-two, seventy-five. That's a lot, man. Seventy-five, eighty-two mm-hmm. for something that's eventually going to burn out and disappear. Yep. No shot. No shot. I'm curious to see what happens here, and it's crazy as. She's a kook. Yeah, how many people do you think are actually buying this right now? You think? I don't know. You can ask McLean if he's at, if he's interested in buying. No, it. I'm not going to ask Jeff McLean that. No way. He'll never come on again. We haven't had him on in forever. It's no. been a long time. Is it? Yeah. I and think he, we were, he still I think decided we were, to come back. I know. I think maybe he thought maybe he thinks it's a different show. That's true. Because this has been since I think we were back at your old apartment. Really? That yeah, I no. think it was all. I thought we I mean, had him on maybe we were at Parks, which will be that there tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I don't know. He'll join us at 1 o'clock. At Philly Guy 79, Shander Show with Harry Mays on 97.3 ESPN. On break, please go listen to when Harry first asked the question about the candle. The silence is so good, I thought the app crashed. Priceless. Completely agree with Harry. Big win for the Flyers last night. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Jumping on. Was that PT? No, that's, that's not PT. Back after this. Starting the fourth quarter. Nets get a bucket to go up six. And at that point, the Sixers were plus 160, Harry. In game. Did you jump in and grab it? Well, I had already gotten them at minus 150 earlier. Mm-hmm. Minus, or no, plus 105 in game as well. And then at that point, just because I was like, hey, I'm already in it, right? Mm-hmm tell you exactly when this was here last night plus 160 and that was right when they extended it to six points the next day i think either the sixers missed their opening possession or the nets just scored on their opening possession in the fourth quarter and that pushed it to a six-point game 
So at one point in game, if you were paying attention there in the fourth quarter, at least you had the Sixers at plus 160 on the money line. Wow. There's no That's way they were good. losing that basketball game last night. No. Especially at home. Yeah, I, I, yeah. that's kind of where you go with the whole in-game knowing your team. Right. I mean, if, had that been on the road, you're then thinking, I you're thinking the other you would have taken the Nets, right? Exactly right. Yeah. No, I think that's the ultimate crux there as well is if you're at home, you ride it. If you're on the road, you stay the hell away. Mention this Jeff Teague thing before we broke. Dan Wolken has tweeted this out. Just a little timeline for you, okay? Mm-hmm. Atlanta traded Jeff Teague in 2016 for the draft pick that became Taurine Prince. Uh, he was uh, from Baylor, I believe, Prince. Atlanta then traded Prince right. last year for two draft picks and Alan Crabb. Okay, Crabb was with the Nets after being with the Blazers, and the Nets paid him a bunch of money in free agency, right? Yep. Yeah. Atlanta just traded Alan Crabb now for Jeff Teague. So they, they brought him back. They had him in 2016. Mm-hmm. They had him. They traded him. They traded him. And now it's even the commodities they traded. Think about how ridiculous and intertwined this whole thing is. They didn't even keep Prince. They moved Prince for two draft picks and crap. So ultimately they got two draft picks and now a rental. Wow. Pretty crazy, Some right? teams you just, like, scratch your head in the NBA with some of the moves, some of the trades. You're just like, what, what are they, what are, what's the end game here? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Uh, that I don't you know. You know what I mean? I really don't. In, in that sport more than any other sport. Yes. Does that happen? Yes. I think so. You know? I, I think you're, just you're right. Like, what, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to build? Like, what? what what's the philosophy what's behind the, this? Yeah. Like, well, you, you have know. a young player in Trey Young. How much do you want to continue to try and build around that, or are you going to be four or five years down the line and you're going to have the Anthony Davis situation in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Why the hell right. would Trey Young stay in Atlanta at all? Somebody's going to come calling for him after this contract. If Think about it. Three, well, whoever it is, if it's somebody like LeBron who is now How 32, old 33. No, but I'm saying it could be the next version, like two years down the line, three okay. years down the line where LeBron is now somebody who's like 32, becomes 35, 36. So Kawhi Leonard. Maybe. How old is Kawhi? He's younger than that. He's late 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. I'm saying he'd be the Could 32-year-old be. guy. Could be the Clippers yeah. coming calling yeah. and saying, what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah. You come over here and you play with us. That's that's the whole thing on there. At Shander Show, 609-403-0973. Now, have Harry you, Mays, TU. Have you bet any hockey yet? Nope. I'll tell you. Not at all. Nope. I did tweet this out earlier today. The, the only thing that I, I could not sleep last night, and I was looking at the Watch Live feature, and I was going back to my days in which I played competitive juniors tennis at the Ivan Lendl Club. Yvonne Lendl yeah, Club? Yeah, Yvonne Lendl. I saw the guy twice. He had his yeah. own na- he had a name on the club in uh, Connecticut or over the – Border in uh, New York. He State. went into bike racing Westchester. too after his tennis career. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I was watching a little bit of the tennis game match last night, mm-hmm. the Australian Open. Really? Yeah. And I saw an opportunity, Harry, and I jumped on it. What did you? What did you grab? All right. In match. Don't tell me you laid more than one thirty. No, not at all. All right. As far as odds or money. As far as money line, like on an odds for in match, for a match, Heather Watson found herself down to Elise Mertens 
and I rode the Heather Watson wave at plus 575 in-game. Is that right? Yep. Heather 20. Watson. Heather Watson. Not came. Bubba Watson. Nope. No relation either. No, no. I checked ahead of time in case you, you brought up Bubba. Do you know what she looks like? Well, I tweeted at her. Oh, you did? Yeah, I said, great job, great match. I think it's Heather Watson 92, something mm. like that. Yeah, absolutely. She played exceptionally well this morning and won me a little money. Wow. Yep. So, no, the answer to your question is no, I did not bet. I don't have, I don't have the knowledge and stones to do that. The only time I bet hockey is when I'll bring Hunter in mm. on my NHL version of the big board on the other show, right. and he'll give a couple of hockey plays. On one of the other shows. Yeah. Well, he, he went 3-0 and Tuesday oh, yeah? night. Yeah, he gave – you know what he did? He locked in the Penguins with Sidney Crosby's return mm-hmm. at minus one and a half. Crosby had like four points he in did. that game, didn't he? He did, right. There's a great uh, tweet from Bruno's cousin talking about the uh, – Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. He says, I just bought Lizzo, the Lizzo candle. Got it at five below. (laughs) That's great. That is great. I didn't realize that those were on the market. Wow. Now, see, think about this. Gwyneth Paltrow is opening up a door that I do not need open. This is a whole new, like, marketplace. Think about it. No. You might want to get involved in this. I am not. I am not involved. It's not going to happen. Shander THC sweat candle. What do you think? Actually, you know, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's not bad. You might be able to catch a, get a contact eye. Just by smelling Just it? Just by smelling the candle. And you can see, like, in the making of the candle, there's me in the back, like, draining right, my draining sweat. Draining your shirt. Yeah. Every candle has an ounce of sweat. The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, brings you the Mays and Aton Show. Middays with Harry Mays and Aton Shander. Now, it's the Midday Show with Harry Mays and Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN Radio. Well, we got a bunch of things to chat about with our next guest. and Been a while. It has been a while, and hopefully he doesn't think that it's something on us. In fact, we probably just assumed he was done he's, with us. He's very busy, and I didn't know if he'd ever come back on the show. It hasn't been that long. You, you make it seem like it's been since the first week of our program we've no, had Jeff McLean it, on. No, it's been, I think, early in the football season. Now. Well, shame on us yeah. for not bringing him back sooner. And we're always, kind, uh, we're always happy enough when Jeff is kind enough to spend some time with us. And doing that, we bring him on on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. A lot of stuff going on locally here with changes and this offseason that is going to be highly anticipated. We still have the NFL playoffs, Super Bowl to come. Not sure how much you'll be traveling for that, Jeff, but thanks as always for joining Harry and myself on uh, the guest line. Thanks again. How's it going today, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Great. Good, good. Go ahead, Harry. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd first like to just get uh, Jeff's impression of that unbelievably entertaining press conference that we we witnessed last week uh just like really you know when you when you figure when you think about it what was the real purpose of doing it when they did it given what happened shortly thereafter yeah i mean it almost seemed like they weren't prepared for what may possibly occur now they typically do a press conference after the season um actually they're obligated to give you somebody from the front office Mm-hmm. So it's not as if Doug has to do it. Doug did speak after the game, but, uh, you know, uh, they gave us Doug. And I think really really the main reason for Doug being there is to answer questions about what the co- about the coaching staff. Um, Howie, though, has a lot, to, a lot more to answer for because he hadn't spoken until uh, since the uh, start of the season, um, since before the start of the season. 
And uh, obviously with the offseason coming, had to really not kind of know where he stood in, in relation to how he viewed the year and, and what could possibly be done moving forward. Um, I thought that Howie actually had one of his better news conferences. Came out, kind of took fault for some of the stuff that he uh, that he looked at in terms of the roster building. Um, and yet he, you know, in some ways defended himself, made some uh, salient points about why the team was constructed the, the way it was. He felt like he could still kind of capture the magic from the 2017 Super Bowl team, uh, tried it yet again, admitted to falling in love with certain players that had been with the Eagles and helped them win before to a fault, uh, but admitted that they need to get younger. Uh, and they needed to kind of look at certain positions like wide receiver and cornerback and improve the situation there. Doug, meanwhile, seemed like he was just kind of ready for the offseason. You know, he's already looking, uh, going into golf uh, mode um, <laughs> because uh, we certainly grilled him on on his coaching staff and, and we kind of cornered him on whether Mike Rowe and, and Carson Walsh would return. Obviously, the two guys I think a lot of people were fixated on based upon the performance of the offense, and he said both were back. And then later on when he, he was asked about Jim Schwartz's future, um, he was kind of a little more dubious about whether Jim would be back. Now, some of that may have to do with the fact that Jim was interviewing for the Browns head coaching job, but he just didn't do a very good job of, of explaining himself. And if he just come out and said, you know what, I haven't evaluated the position yet, uh, the coaches yet, and um, when I get to that, then, then I'll decide upon the futures. If he just said that from the beginning, I think everyone would understand where he was coming from. But uh, he was all over the place, and then a day later we find out that Crow and, uh, and Walsh <laughs> were going to be um, fired. Um, you know, he had yet to even meet with Jeffrey Lurie by the time he took, the, uh, you know, took to the podium that day. So I was like, well, how can he make any final decisions until he's spoken to the owner? And then I right. heard uh, through uh, various channels that, you know, Doug was telling people that uh, – that those guys were returning, but Lurie, meanwhile, had decided that, not, that he didn't want either back. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily meant that Doug was forced to fire both those guys, but Jeff is the owner, and he has certainly has influence, and Doug talks to him, and, and that may have factored into that decision ultimately. How You used the word unprepared, and it definitely looks like that. And, and also just in Doug's press conferences, we've seen this before, right, where maybe something is said and then either – an action is done by the team that's reverse or opposite, or it just doesn't happen. Contradicts what's been said. Yes. Or, yeah. how, how much of it is, and, and I don't know if either will truly change, but maybe it will help people understand what's going on, and you're there, and, and you've seen it firsthand. How much of it, Jeff, is, a, is really, and it could be a balance, but is them just continuing to at least give the optics that they're unprepared versus this emotional outburst that seems to want to come out of Doug Peterson, no matter what the content and context is of any press conference. I think Doug was prepared. I think, you know, the PR staff had said, okay, these are the questions that are coming to you. What, what, what are your answers? And, and maybe he just kind of just lost track of uh, how he wanted to give those answers. I mean, we've seen that before right. Doug going back as far as his uh, opening uh, press conference. Doug isn't very quick uh, with the trigger, especially when it comes to, uh, being being uh, being asked to answer questions, and and I think there are solutions since then. It's been just be like Stonewall, don't don't say anything, or certainly when it comes to injuries. Um, and I think that's you know with the season's over, maybe just kind of let himself slip and just wasn't prepared to answer the questions. That that's my feeling on it. I do feel that he was prepared to go to bat for both those guys as well, though. I think Doug viewed the end of the season as kind of a. Um, you know, as if they had saved their – certainly Mike Rowe. I think Walsh was, was gone no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think he felt that Mike Rowe uh, and the offense had shown enough at the end of the season to, to warrant his return. 
Um, but I'm sure with the meeting with Jeffrey and, and when he looked at things a little closely, he just realized that maybe it was time to move on. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, it, question. It, it does. It does. And, and let me just add this real quick, Harry, with Jeff. I wonder what surprised – or I guess I wouldn't even wonder this. I think what surprised people the most out of those couple of days, maybe that stretch of a week, wasn't even what Doug said and then the guys getting fired the next day. But of all people getting hired, getting plucked, and not fired, it was Corey Unland. Yeah, you think that surprised people? Yeah, uh, I, I, and look, not me per se, like, oh, man, I, you know, Corey Unlin should have been fired. But I think that based on the conversations had throughout the year, that there were a lot of people routinely frustrated with Jim Schwartz, and that trickled down to Corey Unlin with the secondary, the D-backs. And for him to get a job and not be another guy fired along the lines of the offensive coordinators and uh, position coach, I thought it was met with surprise. Yeah, I, I not not by me, and I think by other reporters and, and by the people uh, in the building, and certainly the players who play for Corey Unlin. Look, I mean the cornerbacks haven't been good here, but I, I've always said that has more to do with talent than it really does have to do with coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Corey Unlin, uh, at least talking to the players, whenever I'd I'd say, well, what if Schwartz leaves? Who you know leaves? Who internally do you think would take that job? And they always mentioned Corey Unlin. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of the players respect. Uh, you know, I just read a story on, on The Athletic where a feature on Corey Unlin and, and Malcolm Jenkins was quoted as saying that he really helped his game in terms of uh, teaching him how to play more press coverage. Um, you know, when you have a guy of that caliber and that experience saying that, 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 late in, that far into his career that he was learning something new from someone like Corey Unlin, I think that speaks volumes. Um, so it wasn't really a surprise to me that Corey could move on in that regard. Um, you know, when, you, when you're inside the building, you, you get a little bit of a sense of, of what's going on. And yeah, and like you'll probably see here. Mike Mike Rowe will be demoted. He'll probably take a wide receivers coach somewhere, job somewhere, and and Carson Walsh will. I don't know, <laughs> the dustman of history. I, I think you know. We'll, I don't know if we'll ever see him in the NFL again. <laughs> um, and I think that'll say, that'll say a lot about what about those two and how the the league views both of them. Jeff McLean, Philadelphia Eagles uh, beat reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore McLean. Now, a lot of names are now off the board. Joe Brady going to the Carolina Panthers. Joe Moorhead out at Oregon. Pat Shermer got another job with the Broncos. O'Connell from the Redskins to the Rams. Filippo from the Jaguars to the Bears now. Are, are the Eagles uh, still, uh, you know, obviously they need an offensive coordinator. Are they looking at Deuce Staley seriously for this, or or have they uh, shifted their focus to this quarterback's coach in Baltimore? Yeah, well, James Urban is certainly someone I, I thought that they would uh, have an eye on. Mike Kafka, the quarterback coach uh, with the Chiefs, would be another guy I would think may have a chance of getting a, a promotion. Uh, Mike had been here previously as a backup quarterback. and Right, he's a Northwestern guy, with, right? Northwestern guy, yeah. uh, smart guy, uh, knows his stuff, and he's learning under two pretty – Pretty good offensive guys in Andy Reid and um, right now Eric, Eric Bananami, but um, we all know Doug was there when he was there as well. So um, those would be two of the quarterback coaches I could see, and, and possibly Press Taylor internally uh, could get promoted. They'd be three guys I'd fixate on if you're looking for guys to bump up to, from quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator. Uh, as for Deuce, I think this isn't a good situation for him. Um, Deuce is a running back coach. Deuce has been a running back. Uh, they have a run game coordinator in in uh, Jeff Stoutland, offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. 
you, know, you have to know a lot about the passing game, passing concepts, pass routes, concepts. You have to be a step of the, ahead of the head of the curve in this league all, at all times. I'm not saying Deuce can't be that guy. I just haven't heard that he is that guy. That that's mm. not his wheelhouse. I mean, I could see Deuce being a head coach before I could see him being an offensive coordinator. Okay. Um, so I don't think that Deuce is going to be promoted here unless they were to bring in someone else and they were, you know, to, to split the job up in some ways. I don't see him being uh, offensive coordinator in the, in the way that Mike Rowe was, who was gotcha. really more basically essentially the passing game coordinator. And the passing game is, is significantly more diverse, uh, much more detailed, and more important, quite frankly, than the run game in today's NFL. So my ex- my expectation is that Deuce won't won't get the job. It'll be someone uh, that we mentioned in terms of someone getting promotion from the quarterback position or someone else maybe who's been around the block a little more who's willing to take kind of a reduction in their job and that they don't call plays anymore. Uh, ben McAdoo, Jay Gruden, Marty Morningweg, uh, Jim Caldwell, um, you know, guys who've been around older who are okay with maybe taking that, taking on that, that kind of role. Marty Morningweg, I didn't know he was available. So He is. Marty took a year <laughs> off. Why are you laughing? No, I was just joking because it would be what third time? I think it's the third time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not that it would be a bad one. It's just funny that you know. Well, he'd be Philly, back no, again. he'd be it'd be a second time, second time with the Eagles. Well, here's the thing with Marty, and this is why I mean I don't understand Eagles fans. If you look back at Marty's numbers as offensive coordinator with the Eagles, he's been top ten every year, um, both in scoring and yards yards gained. Um, I understand some people. I understand how people view things around here. You want a, a new name, and mm-hmm. and you think with a new name that brings. You know, yes, rainbows and unicorns. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Marty, point- uh, no, he worked with Doug previously many years ago, all the way back to Green Bay. Um, he knows the offense as well, West Coast offense as well, the terminology as well as anybody. Uh, he's we've seen him t- tutor quarterbacks into some of the best performances of their careers. Guys that typically hadn't been playing at that level, Michael Vick um, being one. Jeff Garcia, if you recall, both in San Francisco and with Philadelphia. And I think that's what they need with Carson Wentz. Wentz is not a finished product yet. And that's he, he uh, certainly factors into the equation of, of what you want from an offensive coordinator. Someone has to be able to work with him. But at the same time, I don't want you bringing in – and if I'm the Eagles, I wouldn't want to bring in a guy who's a yes-man to Carson. You need somebody to challenge him. Mm-hmm. And I think Marty would be that way, and I think some of these older guys would be that way. And I'm not sure when you bring in someone like – you promote Press, Press Taylor – or if you bring in a younger guy like Mike Kafka, well, James Urban's been around a while, but um, certainly someone younger, you wonder how they would handle that situation. No, and I think that it's almost counterproductive to bring in somebody who's young with great, innovative, stretch ideas if Doug Peterson doesn't need that and he needs more of somebody to work directly with Carson Wentz. So with that said, What's the What's next, both? like, what's the second most important job for the new offensive coordinator, Jeff, outside of all of the attention, direction, and education spent towards Carson Wentz, the quarterback? Well, no, I think number one is scheme. I mean, I think you need someone to, to bring in fresh ideas. You need someone, not just you know, fresh ideas, you need to be looking at the league and seeing – you need to be, again, as I said this earlier, you need to be one step ahead of defensive coordinators in this league. They catch on so quickly. So you, and we saw that in 2017, they were a step, but then they weren't able to adapt in 2018 and 19 as well, and that hurt them. Um, and I think a lot of that falls on Mike Rowe because that's a big part of his job. Um, 
but yeah, if there's a two, you know, if that's one A, there's one B would be um, the quarterback situation. Okay. I mean, you have you have to play to his strengths. I mean, certain you know, the quarterback coach spends a lot more time with the quarterback than a offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator's meeting with him and they're spending time together. But uh, you know, he he has to do more in terms of playing to his strengths um, and working with him. Uh, certainly, when it comes to scheme. Um, but uh, I don't want someone to come in and you know have to you know let, let you know the franchise quarterback on the show to to sort of. Hey Jeff, uh, what do you think happens with uh, either Jason Peters or Malcolm Jenkins uh, for next season with the Eagles, with or without? Or with yeah, or I without mean, the Eagles? I think Peters is. Yeah, I think Peters is gone. Okay. Um, I can't imagine him wanting to play for someone else, and I don't know if any team would be willing. Maybe you know, maybe it's possible a team that's close and all of a sudden needs a left tackle for one year, maybe do that. Unless Jason's willing to take a lesser role. And I, I just don't, I don't even know if you want that to happen. Look, you don't expend a first round pick on Andre Dillard to have him sit for two years, especially right. when he's played a little bit and shown that he can, he can perform at that level. So Peters is all but gone in my book and Malcolm Jenkins. I, of, of the older guys, not going to be the guy I'd, I'd be most inclined to bring back. Um, of course, it's going to come down to, you know, a new contract, Malcolm has said he's not coming back on that deal. And, and I know people will say, oh, well, they got him under contract and force him to play that final year. Well, that's just not the way things will probably play out. I mean, I think he'd be willing even to sit out at this point in his career uh, or it can force a trade by sitting out. Um, so either – I think right now it looks like it's either the Eagle Science system sort of deal, maybe a three-year deal with two – not a full two years guarantee, but maybe one, one and a little more in change to, you know, an option for both team, both sides, uh, or a trade. Uh, but Malcolm is so important to that defense, uh, not only in performance, but also in, in leadership. And uh, he's a coach on the field. Uh, he watches as much film as the coaches, really knows what's going on. And a lot of times it doesn't show up in plays. It just shows up. In, you know, he's just covering ground for guys. Sometimes he'll just instinctively make a play um, that you don't realize he's covering for someone who had made a mistake. All right. Are you heading down to the Super Bowl this year, Jeff? I am. Yeah, I'll be there. So when you're looking at the four teams that are left, is there – I guess the Titans might jump out, but is there an obvious storyline that you think would dominate the Super Bowl, if it's Andy Reid winning his, if it's Mike Vrabel and the Titans coming out of nowhere, the Niners and what they've done out west in Shanahan, or maybe one more shot for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? I think Andy finally winning one uh, nationally would be the number one story of those four teams. I think probably number two would be Rodgers winning one 10 years after he won his first Hmm. and really cementing his legacy as one of the top two or three quarterbacks of all time. Um, And then Titans Titans have a little bit of a kind of a Eagles 2017 flavor to them. With Tannehill taking Tannehill taking over yep. mm-hmm. and and guiding this team, so they're much different um, scenarios in, in in various ways, but certainly a little bit of a Cinderella aspect to, to that squad. And they they can get it done. I mean, I think stylistically, they could be trouble for the for the Chiefs who aren't really good at stopping the run. Um, I think that that game will actually be close. And the Forty ers is uh, obviously, I guess, a team that uh, had been you know, one of the greatest uh, franchises for, for about two decades, all of a sudden kind of getting back in the line, but under a, a really 
one of the best young coaches in the league in Kyle Shanahan. Who do you think makes it? What's If you had to make picks today, uh, who do you think is in the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, I picked the uh, I picked the Chiefs and 49ers to win. I picked the home teams to win. I think the Chiefs Titans one will be close as I mentioned before. I think I think the Packers are just not that good of a team. Mm-hmm. The only the obviously the big edge is a quarterback. Yep. Um, and a lot of times when I pick games, I say, "Oh, who's got the better quarterback?" I'll go with the better quarterback, and I worry about Jimmy Garoppolo. And I I don't I think under pressure he makes mistakes, but I don't think Shanahan will place him in those situations too much. Uh, whereas Aaron can get it done on his own. Um, he's not as athletic or his, uh, his arm's not as maybe as perhaps as strong as it used to be. He's still obviously top-notch in, in both regards. Um, but if the Packers win, it'll be because of Rodgers. And if the 49ers lose, it will be, it will be because of Garoppolo. So I have Chiefs 49ers, and uh, I think that would make for a very good Super Bowl. How about the year Mostert's having? I remember not too long ago him having a great preseason with the Eagles. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Ever seems like every year the Eagles have, uh, you know, undrafted rookie or some guys bounced around the league come in and perform well in the preseason. Everyone wants him to make the roster. And Henry Josie, I remember being another one. Um, they've had other receivers too Greg that have Ward, performed yeah. well. And Greg, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, Ward obviously coming back and done it, doing it here. But um, yeah, he could be one that uh, that got away for the Eagles. Um, you know, that being said, what, I think what year was that? Was that 2017 or 16? Yeah, I forget. I, I just know that Miami okay. signed him off their practice squad initially. Yeah, I mean, things turned out fine with them in terms of the running back position in 2017 on the Super Bowl. Last right. year, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue. Uh, but now they have Miles Sanders. Um, but, yeah, nice to see her. He was a nice kid uh, doing a nice job there. Uh, complimentary back with uh, Tevin Coleman. Um could be another storyline for me to do when I, if I get <laughs> when I'm at uh, in Miami for the Super That's Bowl. That's what we're trying to do here, right? You know? <laughs> right. I got a I bunch l- of its Chiefs 49ers, man. Yeah, right. Well, the Chiefs are just right itself, you know, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, certainly, if Mike Kaf- the Eagles haven't hired an offensive coordinator at that point, you'd look at Mike Kafka, or maybe even Mike Lafleur, uh, Matt Lafleur. I'm sorry, who is the uh, is it Mike? What's it? The brother of Matt. He's the passing game coordinator with the 49ers. Could be someone that the Eagles are looking at as well at offensive oh, coordinator. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of storylines there. 49ers, D'Amico Ryans is the uh, linebackers coach, the inside linebackers coach there. So, a lot of, uh, a lot of local flavor would be in uh, Miami if it were to be the Chiefs 49ers. All right, Jeff, last one for you, and appreciate you hopping on with us. know it's uh, a busy time as you get ready to head down to Miami for a week or so. Will Odell Beckham be on Radio Row, or will he be fighting a lawsuit at that time? Uh, I don't know. If uh, I've never seen him there before, um, a lot of top players do come in for right. you know, earn a couple extra bucks or so. I, I don't recall ever seeing Odell do that. Um, well, he might need to go find yeah, me like an innocence tour. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of following this. I kind of find the thing all out. Is he, he's under arrest or something like that? He's, there's a warrant or something? There's a warrant out for him, yeah, yeah. for slapping the backside I mean, of some on. security guard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Don't we have better things to do with our times? Uh, well, yeah, we could watch the I mean, Drew Pearson not getting into the Hall of Fame video on repeat. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a, you know, Harold Carmichael, to me, was a better wide receiver. Uh, Drew, I mean, Drew is a good, obviously a good receiver. Sure. Um, I think he benefited, yeah, he certainly benefited from the, the, the Cowboys being successful throughout that decade, as the Eagles weren't for most of, uh, Car- you know, Harold's career. 
but Harold was one of the, you know, one of the best of his era. And honestly, would probably be the best of this year. He'd be a tight end at this point in his career, but, uh, you know, at this point in the NFL. But uh, he would be an unbelievable, he'd be dominant tight end in this league. Can you imagine that? Yeah, how about that? With that, with that kind of height? Yeah, no, Harold, just... Harold, yeah Harold's an all-timer. Um, you know, just one of those, he slipped through the cracks. He should have gotten in there at some point, but it's really tough to get in the NFL in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They're only taking five a year, so, geez, you think about it. Um, so many players, and I think sometimes guys. So, you know, good, good on the NFL uh, for having the centennial, um, you know, whether I guess they're putting in a total of 25 guys, kind of correct some of the past yep, mistakes. Right. But uh, Drew Pearson, some, I think, would benefit it. If you look at the numbers, sides. numbers alone, Harold has him, you know, has him beat. So, Anyway, I know we're getting off topic here, but no, 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 no that's all right. That's the show. Last, so, last we, one for real. Yeah. The, I see on your I Twitter said that three questions. No, I, now, I, now you know why McLean doesn't answer your text well, about coming on the show. This is for real. Twenty-five though. minutes. I saw on his Twitter all uh, or Anthony nothing. Anthony doesn't keep the guy this long. Yeah, he does. The 2019 Eagles uh, all or nothing uh, series are uh, starting on Amazon in early February. Have you gotten any sneak peek? Is it worth it? Is it like, like, does it look good? I haven't. I mean, I've saw, I saw those guys always kind of wandering around in the locker room and the press conferences, and they went to places, a lot of behind-the-scenes areas that we couldn't go to. As, um, uh-huh. So I'm interested. I'm, I'm both interested and kind of fearful of what may be shown because it, it would just mean I'd have to scramble and <laughs> report <laughs> upon it or, or, geez, God, how did I miss this, this storyline? Um, you know, they, they have access – but I think the Eagles get to view and have discussions with about what's being shown. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much we'll 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 see we'll see because I know stuff was happening behind the scenes that the LinkedIn, the Eagles didn't want out there, mm. uh, juicy stuff that you wow. know we've kind of touched upon and I've reported here and there. But um, if that isn't shown and they had access to such and such meeting, then I'll be I'll, I'll want I'll. I'll Think that the Eagles were able to kind of get that squashed and not not, to be, not be shown on the on the uh, on the show. But is, interesting. Be, February seventh. Wait a second. Yeah. It, is there anything that you can link a column or something you wrote that you can link now to us talking on the air that people can either read ahead of time to maybe be prepared for something? Oh, I mean, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know about that. But I mean, yeah, whatever. We've talked about. They've talked about uh, team uh, player only meetings. They've talked about. Um, you know, discussions about the anonymous quotes that were uh, that came out of the ESPN reporter and how they addressed it one time in a team meeting, and um, so that you know okay. I've, I've reported stuff. on that kind of stuff. It'd be interesting to see that stuff. I think yeah. absolutely um, as a, yeah, live uh, person to person. All right, Jeff, we appreciate it, man. Thanks Thank so, you so much, much and uh, enjoy Bye, enjoy Radio Row and the Super Bowl. We'll see you down there. Okay. There right, he is, yeah. Jeff McLean of the Philly Inquirer. you got to follow him on Twitter, at Jeff underscore McLean. He was on the Lighthouse Insurance guest line. If it's been a while since you reviewed your commercial insurance coverages, I guarantee you those renewals are increasing year after year after year. you got to call managing partner Kevin McAdams at Lighthouse right now, 800-691-1686, and online at lighthouseins.biz. All right, 130 right around the corner here. Got a couple of things from the McLean interview we can react to that he said. And before we get out of here. Text board, too. Yes. I was just about to say we have a bunch happening here with the text board. So 609-403-0973 live on Twitch as well. The Maze and Aton channel up. And we're rolling.
All right, we'll be at Parks Casino tomorrow from noon to 2, so make sure you come out or just use the Parks Casino app or just go online, parkscasino.com slash PA. Use our promo code SWEEP and get a risk-free bet up to $500. And now you know that everybody needs to come out and make some sort of social statement about the criminal justice system, about Odell Beckham Jr.'s past, about whether or not he deserves it, and my goodness, look at all the other things happening. Mm. I I just think it's hilarious now that we're reaching the point where four people sitting down on a highly paid budget of a production can sit on ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports, whatever, and just go back and forth and yell. Look, if you're going to say that New Orleans has way more crime to pay attention to than what Odell Beckham Jr. is, then you're a hypocrite for turning on these television shows and watching and reacting oh, to them talking. It's the same thing. Well, it's like, think about all the other things they should be focused on as opposed to this. Well, yeah, and, and speaking of being focused, why are you focused on an LSU player smoking a cigar, a couple puffs of a cigar after winning a national championship? Really? I've never heard of Was this Was he going to burn the Superdome down? Has this happened before where people have gotten in trouble no for idea. smoking indoors? All right. Well, we have I know two. you would at my house. Yeah. Well, and here, here too. Yeah, here, You're here. not allowed to. No. Well, it's not that I'm not allowed to. It's just, you know, I, like down here, I wouldn't smoke. It's a smoke-free house. Yeah. You know, I, it's I frowned res- upon in this it establishment. Is. It is. And I can respect that because it's not smoke-free outside. So there's right. give and take. Right. So two things have happened since the beginning of the show. One, yeah, we did mention the whole thing about faults, and, and I'll speak for me, not for you, Harry, which is, I think it's just a distraction. Like, I don't get why somebody would bring that up in regards to the Sixers, unless, of course, you're opening up your track record for all the things you got right and wrong in the last five years. Mm. Like, hey, Harry, did you know that I said the Sixers should trade MCW before they traded MCW? Did you know that? I'm a genius. And There's so many issues (laughs) with the Sixers right now to focus on that it didn't matter if they had Fultz, Butler, Covington, Dario, whatever. That's still the same thing. And also, we should mention this, that it looks like the terminology is stepped down, not fired. Oh, Beltran? Yeah. Is that accurate? Carlos Beltran. Beltran stepping down as Mets manager, sources tell The Athletic, according to Ken Rosenthal. Is that the old Johnny Miller? Well, yeah. Beltran. Beltran. (laughs) Carlos Beltran. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed that, too. That some people were saying he was fired, and then uh, The Athletic put out, uh, I think it was Rosenthal, saying yeah, you know, I just read that. You know, that, oh, it's stepped down. So, you know, who knows? Wait, regardless, you know, well, he, it, he was probably going to get fired. Yeah, and, and that's probably the difference is the yeah. weight of the franchise. Now Mr. what do they Integrity, do? Fred Wilpon, came down on him. Well, right. Now what do they do? Do they go uh, They go old school with Showalter, who's still out there? Did well, he get the Phillies job? Remember, I gave you odds on who the next Red Sox manager will be. Can you start to apply these same names? I'll give you Ron Jason Renneke. Veritek. Veritek's plus 300. This was on January 15th, 1244, according to Sportsline, so it might have changed. Okay. And again, they've created these odds. But Ron Renneke, minus 200. Jason Veritek, plus 300. Veritek was a great Red Sox. He's a catcher. I think he'd probably be a good manager. Okay, so that's a great example. He's number two on this list to be the manager of the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. Does he fit any mold to be the manager of the Mets? Wouldn't you, if you're Jason Veritek, first and foremost push to be the Sox manager? Yeah. Are you the same guy if you come into the Mets organization? You don't have the lure, the history, all that with Boston. No, I think he'd be an easy sell for Boston. Absolutely. Yeah. 
But I don't um, know if he's an easy sell for the Mets. Do the Mets go back to Terry Collins as an interim guy just for this year? Just for fun? Yeah. What's Bobby Valentine doing right Bobby, now? Bobby, I don't He's running. Isn't he an athletic Sacred director Heart? at Sacred Heart? I don't think that lasted that long. Oh, it didn't? No, it <laughs> to it be didn't. honest with you. jeez. Oh, I don't <laughs> think that was. Uh, look, that man is a legend in Stanford, Connecticut, rightfully so. The guy did a ton for, no, I guess he still is. He still is? Yeah, I, okay. I thought that uh, that kind of ran its course. Yeah. But, no, I apologize. I take it back. He still is. Oh, but you you mentioned. Man, I tell you, though, that guy is like, and rightfully so, because he did a lot for Stanford, Connecticut, Southern Connecticut. But you just, when I worked with him at, briefly at NBC Sports Radio, mm-hmm. you'd be in Stanford, like, oh, but, you know, go to his restaurant, whatever. It's like you mention that man's name. and Yeah. It's, He's like the mayor. It's I was going to say, it's like mentioning Pete Thompson's name in Analytic City by, like, a million. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And Stanford's not that much bigger. Now, we you mentioned we're going to be at Parks tomorrow. Do you know who's there this weekend that I've been getting calls for? To see if I have any hookups for tickets. Give me, just narrow it down. Is it musician, comedian? Musicians, band, group, group. Not a band, they're a group. I'm going to guess newly inducted Doobie Brothers. No, are you kidding me? No. Because if anybody's asking me for tickets, I'd be, I'd be like, be no, tickets. I'm going. So this is a band that you don't have any interest Not in? Not really. Bell they Biv were, DeVoe. They were big in the 90s, I think. Bell Biv DeVoe. Yes, Bell Biv DeVoe is no. there Saturday night no. at the Excite Are Center. Are you serious? I swear to God. Yeah. That was a complete guess. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Bell Biv DeVoe. Now, I was getting hit up last night for tickets. Would you? Who do you think is the biggest draw for people that are hitting you up? Do they want to see Biv, You know, Michael Bevins? Or? I, could, I, could, I don't know. I don't know who they are. DeVoe. You don't think they want to see DeVoe? DeVoe. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. <laughs> All right, 609-403-097. We're being yelled at to go to the text. Well, I'm, I'm here. Sixers should have drafted DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo, yeah, yeah from Villanova. DiVincenzo, right. Yeah. Instead of Smith. Well, he's an explosive player. Be a nice yeah. bench player. Uh, you know? Maybe. He's with the Bucks, right? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're is. right, you're right. Speaking of Heather Watson, not Deshaun Watson. Right. There you go. Okay. When you just bought the Gwyneth Paltrow candle and you want a side-by-side comparison... Boston Gary gave us a awful picture of some woman standing in line at or in an aisle at a supermarket with her hand down her pants. Oh God, that is that not is a disgusting. comparison I want to make. Oh, by no means geez, do thank, I want to make that. Thank you, Boston. Can Gary. we trade Joel Embiid for someone that will last a whole season? Be in Summers Point? No, mm. that's not going to happen. Rick and EHT. At some point, a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle must have smelled like apple. Mm. Yeah, that's her kid's name, Apple. One of her kids that she had with the guy from Coldplay. Well, Chris Martin, I think, is his name. Okay. Is that his name, Josh? Yeah. I think it's I think Chris so. Martin. I think it's Chris Martin. All right, so yeah, would Apple. that be something? Now you, it's a whole play on word, the fact that Apple is the name of their child. Mm. Maybe that is. Is it a green apple? Um, what's well, the yeah, other Chris one? Chris Martin's lead singer. Chris Martin. You're what's right. the other? The well, granny apple. Yellow granny delicious. Smith. Yeah. A yellow delicious. And a granny Smith, right? Granny Smith. John Candy and Aykroyd play two characters in Nothing But Trouble. Right, but it's not the actual stars. That's what I'm saying. Like, Van Damme did that. Jet Li did that. What was the Van Damme movie? That Double you? Trouble. Double Trouble. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Just a typical Van Damme movie where he played one guy that was, like, clean cut, and he mm-hmm. played the other guy that was the Maverick, and they had to work together. And I remember my ex, 
the ex-wife was really into him. Van Damme. Yes. Is that right? I'm talking like early 90s, well, right? Aren't we talking early 90s? You're talking blood sports yeah. back then, kickboxer, where it was just about showing him with a shirt off. Right. But, I mean, like even then when he tried to become sort of an actor-actor in those movies. Yeah. That's when she – well, there was one that he did with one of the Arquettes. I want to say Rosanna Arquette. Okay. Is that right? Well, she is one of the Arquettes. Yes, and I think it was her in there. And that tried to – present him as like some truly emotionally in tune guy who mm. was mis- a misunderstood drifter oh. and he really tried to play he was his best when it was just going out there and killing somebody mm-hmm. right i mean that's yeah. that's van damme just at his do best. you okay? yeah just stay in your lane right right that's all i'm saying there was one where he was with oh, what's the old guy um hard target is the name of the movie and Lance Henriksen mm. is the bad guy. You know Lance Henriksen? No, who's he? What? I don't know him by name. You don't know Lance Henriksen? Well, I'm not by name. I might know him if I saw him. Bishop in Alien. I couldn't what pick he's no- Lance <laughs> Henriksen out of a lineup. Is that right? Maybe Lance Henriksen isn't as famous as I thought he was. You know, here I am thinking he's a pretty famous actor. Is it Henriksen or Henderson? He was in this great movie, Dead Man. John, yeah, Johnny Depp was in it. It's a black and white film about basically purgatory. It's one of the best soundtracks in the history of westerns. Okay, where you had Neil Young Mm. do just riffs. Oh yeah, he just created these. So it was you know in a sitcom where you have that bouncing in and out of breaks. Yeah, where it's like they play music or maybe in between segments where they'll have one time with one character and another with Seinfeld. Every sitcom does it. Right. They had Neil Diamond lay out a bunch of these in like original guitar riffs that would transition from different scenes. Okay. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, sounds good. But anyway, Lance Henriksen, back to that, was in the- Nowhere to Run was the one with Rosanna yes. Arquette. Yes, thank you. All right, with thank Van Damme. Maybe Lance Henriksen isn't that famous. I never heard of him. Hard Target, I think. I've seen that. that well, that's Lance Henriksen. Okay, I've seen and that. And he's the bad guy. They hunt people down in Louisiana to buy you. Yeah, he's not even mentioned here. Time Cop, that was another one I saw. Lance Henriksen, stud in that. Right? No, you're talking about Van Damme. Yeah, I don't think Lance Henriksen was in. Get, Look, off, get off the hand. Look, Time Cop wasn't a bad concept. It was just poorly executed. Yeah. It, it's a fourth and one play call that should have worked. The guy just dropped the football. Yeah, it's like it's what happened to uh, happened to the Ravens. Yes. A bunch of fourth and ones. And it, it's what they did, did well, part of me, all year. And Vrabel just took it away. Back Here. after this. <laughs> Couple minutes winding down here, and we gave you the Beltran news. Yeah, we got more news. There's more stuff coming out. Well, not so much about Beltran. Oh, do you see this about? Yeah, but about uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Now I have to tweet up. You want me to read it? What Schefter's tweet? Yeah, yeah just read it because they, you know it's bad when this guy says I'm no longer associating myself with you. Agent Drew Rosenhaus conditionally terminated his relationship with Antonio Brown today until the free agent wide receiver seeks counsel for an NFLPA source. Rosenhaus wrote in the letter that the NFLPA received today that he would like to work with Brown, but not until he gets help first. Hmm. Do you think there's really uh, somebody can help him? I think that you would have to bring on a very high-level accomplished psychiatrist to get into the mind 
of Antonio Brown. And that's a TV show. Yeah, actually, it probably would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Antonio, if there's anybody right now on the planet that's a a celebrity and B would be willing to waive his or her right to have their private therapy filmed, yeah. Dr. Phil? would it would it not be? Antonio Brown. Like, look at this. My mom, you could just look this right. up. Like, she's, you could just see it, Google it. That's fine. Like, she's very accomplished in this world. And she she has worked plenty of times over with celebrities, and it's not public by any means, and she can't tell me anybody anything no, like no, that. No. But if Antonio Brown, like, Antonio Brown sitting down with her or someone like her and having cameras film these conversations. Yeah. That would be something else. Well, that'd be compelling. That would be unheard of, that like, somebody would let their therapy be filmed. I would have thought maybe Charlie Sheen would have done that. Remember Ooh. when he had his meltdown and then, you know, he's disappeared? Yes. Like, as a way to sort of come back a little bit into, into the consciousness and maybe make some money? Yep. Do that. Like, have your therapy being filmed, and, and it shows up on some, you know, streaming service. Well, think about it. It would be the most watched TV show of the year. Yeah. Right, without a yeah. doubt, like it would be the most sports-driven content you would see. It would dominate this ridiculous Aaron Hernandez thing or anything else. And that I would heard come good out. reviews about that today. I heard a a guy who I you know I listened to uh, watched it and raved about it. I don't know why I would want to watch any type of expose. Now on I'm Aaron curious. Uh, curious about honest. what though. Like, curious about what? Well, I mean, it's, I think it's three episodes. It's not like you have to invest a whole lot of time. I'd rather watch this new show you keep raving about. I feel like I'm going to get more of a reward watching the Jack Ryan with it's the two years, from the it's office. It's been two years. It's two years old, but, uh, like, two seasons. And I'm almost done with season one. i got one more episode. It's pretty good. Well, you've been talking about this show a lot. Yeah, well, it's the show that I'm on right now. Yes, but I think that there are a lot of people that I don't know many people and that Downton watch Downton Abbey it. is another one that I'm almost done with. How many episodes? Six, six seasons. Six seasons. And I'm in season six about halfway through. Yeah. Six seasons? And then there's a movie. Well, you need to get, this is like Deadwood. You need to get to the point at which you've seen the show in its entirety. Right. Because they're not making new episodes, or are they? No, it's over. So it's over. Now, yeah. when did it end? Uh, I don't know what, what years it ran. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm thinking it was like kind of during the same time that Breaking Bad was running. Okay. And probably competing in that regard. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. As far as the Phillies are concerned, do you feel a little better? The Braves lost a key guy that's no longer in this division. The Mets lost Donaldson. a manager. Correct, yeah. Donaldson. The Mets he lost. He went to the Twins, I think, right? Correct. Yeah. The Mets just lost their manager. Yeah. And there's going to be a step back, at the very least. With the Nationals? Now, I wonder or... if Joe Girardi looks back at this. And I still feels, don't like their pitching. The Phillies? They don't have enough pitching. No, you're right. They don't. They don't. So now what? So nothing changes? It, it doesn't Not look much. a little bit better for the Phillies now that Beltron has hurt the Mets at least this offseason, taking a step back? I don't know how good he would have been anyway. Maybe, maybe he would have well, been, been cheating. No, but I'm just saying maybe he, would, he wouldn't have been any good. That's true. I, I can't put him in the Hall of I can't put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. What, where, where do you think the next technological scandal will come from like they were they were essentially using technology to capture signs out there. right and everybody's been stealing signs since the beginning of time correct and here's the thing even in the nfl people don't give signs in anymore they don't right. send signs in anymore that stuff's ridiculous <laughs> Isn't the funny part of this 
if there is a funny part, is that they're using technology in that they have a camera fixated on the catcher trying to get the sign. But how primitive they were in relaying whether it's a breaking pitcher by banging a trash can with a bat. <laughs> a plastic trash Unbelievable. can. That's, what's, that's funny. It is funny. That's funny. It is funny. And know? hence, people were wondering why there was a trash can on Fox 29. Right. Yeah, and it, no, bumped, it bumped you. It, it did. It yeah. did. But you're right. That, that's ridiculous how archaic and simple the mind would be knowing that there's cameras like, on you. Oh, this is high tech. They're banging a trash can with a bat. If I take Belichick off the list, who is the next favorite, odds-on favorite, to be caught up in, like, hacking Bluetooth or something like that? Like, we're at that point now where it's going to be next level. Sean McVay. You think McVay? How about him? think he's smart enough for that? Oh, he's smart. Why did you go NFL? I don't know. My mind's on the NFL. Not NBA? No. Not hockey? No. There's nothing to hack. We'll talk hockey tomorrow. No. Really?